Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today we have a very fascinating subject. It is storytelling, especially storytelling in the corporate world or the business world. So what is your story? Is it connecting heads with the hearts? I have today Mr. Gaurav Rastogi host the show for us and the guest with him is Mr. Sam Swaminathan. Hello and welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. This is Gaurav Rastogi and today I have the pleasure of hosting Sam Swaminathan on a discussion about storytelling. Welcome Sam. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, I met Sam um, at, a, at actually a workshop that Sam hosted, uh, held at uh, my company uh, over a decade ago on storytelling and I was impressed by his uh, his storytelling, his ability to inspire us with stories and uh, the lessons I acquired in that one lecture, in fact those series of conversations have stayed with me through my career. So I have the honor and pleasure of, of hosting you. Let Thank me tell you. you a little bit more about Sam and then uh, then we have a lot to cover. Thank you very much Aragora, it's my pleasure to be here. Great. Uh, so I mean, uh, Sam is an electrical engineer and an MBA. He began his career at uh, the Indian Navy and then moved on to Shell. And, and then after a long career in 1995, Sam began his own uh, consulting business as a storyteller, which is not a card many people used to have at that time. Yes, uh, it was um, um, a very rare thing and people would often be surprised by what I meant a storyteller, being a storyteller. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, and so over 25 years, you have uh, helped companies become world-class through the power of stories. Yes, yeah. I, I've realized that, you know, uh, the for some, anything to be sustainable, you have to appeal uh, to people deeply. And storytelling is a methodology uh, over centuries, we know, that, that actually uh, helps, uh, touches people deeply. And uh, corporations are nothing but people. Yeah. You, you worked with companies such as FedEx, 3M, Williamson, Infosys, Accenture, Tata Steel. These are, these are the who's who of the corporate world? Yeah, I was very fortunate. Uh, um, in fact, I started my consulting career with Unilever, which is not mentioned there. But Interesting. They were my first client. Uh, and uh, I was very fortunate to work with, and perhaps I learned as much at least uh, as I gave, if not more, uh, working for these great companies, yes. Well, there's some soap opera in there, I'm sure. <laughs> that too, yes. <laughs> uh, and over the 25 years, you've been a storyteller for companies. You've been in more than 20 plus countries and, and have inspired more than 400,000 people through yeah, the power of storytelling. That has been my greatest privilege, you know. Uh, I'm grateful to have had the opportunity. And uh, I might not have inspired all of them, but I at least, you know, uh, they've had the opportunity to listen to what I had to say and agree or disagree. Uh, hopefully they gave some thought to what I said. I can assure you I was inspired. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Sam, in today's conversation, we, we want to talk about storytelling in companies. And I thought of you immediately when the topic come up, came up, because who better than you? to talk about the story of storytelling in companies. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, the, uh, the thing about storytelling in companies is this, you know, somehow or the other, because of the kind of metrics we have for success, uh, there's a huge disembodiment, uh, a distance between the head and the heart of the corporation. And this is across the board, it is not 
just a handful of companies majority of companies uh, you know struggle with this disembodiment uh, this distance uh, definitely not created deliberately uh, more by accident than by design but then there is a need to bridge it now storytelling sounds uh, i'm sure when you started this must have sounded flaky right as in yeah. you know people tell stories uh, yeah. out of school or all, all the time oh some cultures really are uh, very very repugnant to the word storytelling for example i was told when i made this card uh, and recalled myself storyteller i said look you will never get access to senior management because no senior manager will want to see somebody whose card is storyteller it should be managing director uh, you know chairman founder I said i am not any of those things what i do is what i want to tell stories and therefore this is what i do and i hope you know uh, people will take it seriously so it was a mixed bag horror you know some people would be curious enough and say hey what is this some people would you know not even bat an eyelid and that would give me an insight into their own curiosity levels and sort of give me an indication of how i should deal with them because the people who are more curious they had you know hearts that pumped more yeah the people who are not so curious just put it in put my card in their uh, pockets what you know people whose hearts did not pump that uh, strongly and that would help me decide how to approach them i don't question that either this is right or that is right no but it would help me determine how to approach them so it turned out to be a fairly good tool for me uh, to you know even peril my business yeah so uh, now storytelling is all the rage and of course um, if you look at design thinking and what ideo and other companies are doing understanding the inner inner mind and inner workings of cultures and people is becoming more and more important now well, absolutely you know because every story has two components one is the unchanging component the never changing core as i call it that is the philosophy and then there is this ever changing com- component which is the context because everything is changing around you and if you look at the work that companies like ideo are doing you know if you listen to what uh, uh, tom kelly says and what, you know what uh, uh, people in um, uh, ideo are saying they're saying look you understand the need first you know figure out get close get emotionally bonded with the person or organization you're trying to satisfy and then de- build or design a service or product that actually meets that person or that product which is nothing but recognizing the unchanging part of that body be it corporate or individual and also the changing part of the body and really that is why ideo is so successful uh, there is this and you need to be able to work with both you know this funnily enough ties up with something which may look very very different you know when i think it was in the late 90s that fortune started coming up with this most admired list mm-hmm. uh, i think it was 97 or somewhere around that time and a survey of top ceos done by fortune at that time in 1997 it revealed that corporate culture was the most important lever to help companies become world class in other words company ceos were saying that the most important tool for us is culture yes if we get our corporate culture right we will become world class is isness um, peter drucker close by in southern california who said yeah. uh, culture eats strategy yes. for breakfast yeah i mean and culture does eat strategy. these ceos were saying the same thing in fact they went one step ahead and if you look at fortune's most admired list 
which really is about you know the world class culture that culture also to step, step back for a moment understanding what culture is culture is a collective programming of the mind mm-hmm. since culture is the collective programming of the mind stories provide the context for that culture and that is why stories are so important culture then becomes the glue that holds people together be it a company or a country hmm. and that is the reason why it almost becomes like a recognition point that you know this company's culture is like this, that company's culture is like that funnily enough world class culture embraces a particular type of th- uh, behavior mm-hmm. and it is epitomized in five factors it is teamwork mm-hmm. customer focus sure fair treatment of employees yes initiative and innovation this is what fortune discovered in fact hey did the study for fortune mm-hmm. so it is customer focus teamwork uh, fair treatment of employees taking initiative and being innovative sure on the other hand if you look at ordinary companies they focus on something completely different it's like making budget <laughs> you know supporting the boss you know respecting the chain of command checking the boxes yeah, yeah. And, and this is unfortunately this is what it is so to go back gaura the stories that companies create and represent mold the corporate culture the stories that you have is what mold the corporate culture so you're saying that companies choose and can choose to pick and curate and mold the stories that they tell about themselves absolutely and this is the most important job of founders and subsequent to the founders the board the chairman the ceo the c suite must devote its time actually focusing on this um, corporations will have to engage in creating the right story i took some notes to be able to you know be succinct in what uh, you know i'm sharing with you uh, create the right story and then communicate it across the length and breadth of the company you know the story must cut across all boundaries internal external vertical horizontal and geographic hmm. all these five boundaries exist in corporations and guess what stories are one weapon that can simply cut through it which companies have you seen or which executives have you seen do this exceptionally well so it just take tatas i mean I, i grew up in jamshedpur and therefore i have a specific and, love and for tata for a global audience this is yeah. the tata group in india yeah. which is the largest uh, yeah the you know it touches uh, it touches every uh, person in india from steel the to group, software yeah from salt to steel so salt to yeah. steel to software yeah now. it's yes. the software law it touches every corner of the country every individual in the country it touches the entire population now the idea the tatas was born from an idea the founder mr jayan tata really said you know if we have to get over this you know the 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 the, the british rule if you have to we have to industrialize mm-hmm. and to industry that is why he decided to go for steel he was well off he was a merchant from navsari in gujarat sure he had no need he was a very well to do man but he said no for this country to be relieved of this burden and what he did was to start a steel company and everything that he did in the steel company or creating the steel company right from the beginning those stories are captured today if you go to jamshedpur if you know where the, uh, the tata main steel company is there um, if you go there 
you will find that the whole Tata story, the founder story is preserved. In people who are inducted into the company, they are first exposed to the story. This is Tata's. You know, go to Starbucks, closer <clears throat> to home. Sure. You go to the headquarters in Seattle. I had the privilege of going to visiting their headquarters in Seattle a few years ago. You will be amazed when you get into the building. You are immersed in coffee and the culture of Howard Schultz. That is what amazing. Schultz has created. That is amazing. And uh, we'll, we'll pick up that coffee thread when we come back from the break. Thank you. We'll take a break now. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. This is Gaurav Rastogi and we're talking to Sam Swaminathan and we're discussing an, a really interesting subject, storytelling. Before the break, we were at the coffee shop and having some coffee at <laughs> Starbucks in Seattle. So Sam, welcome back. Yeah, so as I said, when you walk into the headquarters of uh, Starbucks, you are transported to a different world. It's an immersion. It's truly an experience of immersion. How Howard Schultz has achieved it, I don't know. But it's really remarkable. I mean, it's a building. It's a building on many floors. And yet, within that building, 
it's something incredible and this is the inside of the company where you find the coffee story all over and all the walls the starbucks story is all the you cannot escape it so what happens if you spend two weeks there mm -hmm. or as an employee or as a visitor you come and spend two hours or mm -hmm. two days there you are immersed in the culture of starbucks and that is what grows i told you culture is the glue mm -hmm. that puts you know keeps people together in the corporate and starbucks has done a phenomenal job of this even the coffee tasting process mm -hmm. i i experienced a coffee tasting process at starbucks headquarters it is ritualistic mm -hmm. and that is one time you know, there are times when i used to think ritual is unnecessary but that was one occasion gaurav when i recognized the power of ritual Now, when you go through the process that they have laid down to taste the coffee, the coffee tastes different. Really? Honestly, it does. Because of the just because of the surrounding, the climate, the ambiance, your mind gets tuned to a particular way of enjoying something and absorbing something. That is why ritual is important. Mm -hmm. You know, we we poo poo ritual in today's world. I say hoa. There are occasions when you must poo poo, but there are also occasions when you must embrace ritual and embrace it, you know, gloriously. Mm -hmm. So in Starbucks, it is like that. Now, if you go back to Tata's, mm -hmm. on third of March is the is the day Mr. J and Tata was born, and that is a holiday in Jamshedpur, and they celebrate Founders' Day on the third of March mm -hmm. every year. As a child, I grew up celebrating, walking with my father to the Founders' statue. and you know paying homage to the founder thousands and thousands of people you know those days tata still had 35000 employees when i was a child you know today it has only 15 or 10000 and mm -hmm. produces six times more but those is everyone would go and you know lay homage to the pay homage to the founder that makes you then think about the founder mm -hmm. it makes you think about the sacrifices the founder made to make the company possible you know he had to sell his wife jewelry Really, he had to pawn his wife's jewelry because no bank would give them a loan, because yeah. the British had said, "Thou shalt not give a loan to these people to produce steel." So he had to pawn his own wife's jewelry, and that's the power of his belief in uh, yeah. what he was. And now, when you communicate the story to an employee who's joined yesterday, imagine what impact it has. This is what we have to understand. This is the power of stories, and you can never. underscore the power of stories you know something the only way the emotional mind has to say yes to get the rational mind to say yes mm -hmm. the key lies in the emotional mind and the emotional mind the key to the emotional mind is in storytelling yeah. so we have to recognize this <clears throat> i remember uh, uh, from that you had told me an interesting story and i'd like you to 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 if you don't mind tell it um, repeat it for the audience You picked an interesting name, and you were in the Middle East uh, for your company. And there's a story from there. Yeah. So when I uh, wanted to register my company in Dubai, I wanted to call it the Center for Creative Thinking, uh, and uh, you know the the uh, logo under it was raising intellectual capital. That was the USP. Sure. Um, so we submitted the uh, application to the uh, economic department, and after two weeks, I got a call from them saying, you know, we got your registration ready. but when i got to registration i found that my comp they had given me my company a different name it was called al afkar management consultancy mm -hmm. but afkar means ideas in arabic mm -hmm. it's a nice name but that's not the name i wanted mm -hmm. and i really felt that you know this you know I, my aim was to work with many countries and i thought you know this may not be understood by uh, everyone so 
I didn't know. I went back to my office very dejected. I was sitting and, you know, um, scribbling some notes and, you know, as I tend to do when, you know, when I'm uh, thinking as to what should I do? I mean, I've, I'm standing in front of this mountain. I don't know how to climb it. And suddenly, I got an idea. So I put pen to paper and wrote a letter to the Director General of uh, the Economic Department, one Mr. Mohammad al Abbar, a fine gentleman. Uh, I had only known him through the newspaper and all that. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a letter to him saying, Dear Mr. al Abbar, I wanted to form this company, but you know, this is the name I wanted, but your uh, organization says, you know, uh, center means uh, Marcus in Arabic. Marcus can only be given to police stations. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't have the name Marcus. So we will give you Al Afkar Management Consultancy. And they, they gave me the registration under that name. As I recognize that's a nice name, it's not the name I wanted, and it's my company. And let me tell you a story, Mr. Alabar. I said, you know, it was... Uh, this is in a letter. In a letter I wrote. Sure. I said, you know, I wrote the next paragraph. I said, let me tell you a story, Mr. Alabar. Uh, it was in the late 70s or um, um, 76, 77, I don't remember when now, that, you know, two companies in uh, the United States were born pretty much close to each other. One company was called Altos, the other was called Apple. They were both producing personal computers. And perhaps, you know, quality-wise and other performance-wise, they were both equally good. But after some time, Altos died. Apple, we know what happened to Apple. So names matter. Mr. Alabar, I hope you will let me have my company name. I wrote this letter and sent it off with no expectation that, you know, anyone would even read it. After about 10 days, I got a call from the secretary of the economic development, no, a phone call mm -hmm. saying, you know, the uh, director general would like to see you. I was petrified, you know, I thought, my God, I mean, is this, is he going to really get upset with me that, you know, I had the temerity to write a story and, you know, tell him these tales? Anyway, I said, you know, I'm not, I have written so, you know, and I don't feel I have done anything wrong. So I gathered courage and went to his office. I must say, he was so nice to me, he came up to the door, he walked me, warmly, warmly welcomed me, got me a cup of coffee or tea to have and sat with me, asked me about myself, etc. And then he said, you know, I love your story. Hmm. I think it's a great story, you can have your company name. And I got my company name. Stories matter. Stories matter. And you know, when you are faced with some insurmountable, I, I understood myself even more the power of storytelling. I mean, I knew the storytelling was powerful because, you know, I had already planned to use that in my uh, consulting work. But this was the proof of the pudding, you know, and I recognized how powerful stories can be. The, the stories must be genuine. Mm -hmm. There must be genuineness and warmth in the story. That's very important, Gaurav. If there is neither genuineness nor warmth or not enough of them, then it is unlikely that the story can be and it must be delivered with humility. I think it's very, very important. You know, our leaders deliver their stories with arrogance. Most of our leaders deliver stories. They, they talk at us. They talk at their subjects. They talk at the citizens who elected them. They do not talk to them. They do not talk with them. Mm -hmm. A story must talk with the audience to the audience, for the audience. Even you know, a corporate story. I am even more so because we remember one thing, the corporate, every person who 
who wants to work in the corporation unless he is a founder or the founder's son or daughter, he or she is an outsider. And how do you build that bond between an outsider and an insider? It is like, you know, a marriage where the son-in-law, the daughter-in-law first enters the uh, home of the other spouse. Mm -hmm. You imagine how important that moment is, you know, how you are embraced, how you are received, be you uh, the male uh, spouse or the female spouse. That pretty much determines how the relationship will go in future. Mm -hmm. So these stories, you know, these are the stories that make the difference, you know, when you, when you join FedEx, when you join Nordstrom, the induction programs are so powerful. They tell you, when you join FedEx, you know, they tell you the story of Fred Smith. Take Nordstrom. Nordstrom was started by uh, Johann Nordstrom in 1901. By the way, it is almost the same age as uh, Tata's. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much the same. Sure. Johann Nordstrom came from Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to uh, Seattle. And along with a partner, many people may not know, he started a footwear company. Mm -hmm. Nordstrom's, you know, Genesis is footwear. They started there. Subsequently, you know, they grew into something else. But, you know, at every employee who joins Nordstrom, he or she has to work six weeks in the footwear department. Mm. Guess why? First of all, to know that that is where they began. Sure. Secondly, in a footwear department when you work, you learn to kneel in front of the customer. Mm. But this is, this is the story of Nordstrom. Yeah. So these, you, these stories inspire. These stories you know, hold on to you. Mm. And those are the stories that then bind you to the organization because you are coming from outside. And you are coming with your own story. Mm -hmm. Your story has to marry with the story of the parent now, of the organization. Sure. And if the stories are diverging, mm. something has to be done to make them converge. Mm -hmm. So it is these powerful, you know, actions, behaviors, call it whatever you like, or remember reminders of how an organization was born. When you go to Jubilee Park and Jamshedpur, you see the founder's life. And when you experience the founder's life, you say, my God, all these things happen for this to happen. All of a sudden, you know, you learn to love the founder. You won't learn to love then the organization. That is the power of storytelling. Yeah. Now that you, you're talking about this, uh, companies have founder stories. There's also this drama of the David versus Goliath type of story where you're up against, uh, you know, you're a tiny little... Uh, Again, another Seattle, Seattle company. Yeah. You're you're a tiny little bookseller online, yeah. but the Goliath you're up against yeah. is is you know is Walmart, yeah. and that's the story that gives you energy for 20 years, yeah. and now you've got uh, Goliath where you need him. Yeah, and and you know Jeff Bezos is the richest man on this earth. Number one, number two, his company has redefined retail. You know, it has simply redefined retail and gone full circle to open brick-and-mortar bookstores now. And buying Whole Foods. <laughs> and Whole Foods. So, this is wonderful. Yeah, that really is the story. One thing I want to quickly add, look at the Roman Catholic Church. Hmm. That is the best told story as I, far as I know. The Roman Catholic Church is all about Pope to priest at the pulpit. Uh -huh. There are about eight levels. And all those eight levels is the most powerful organization on our planet. What do you think the Pope does at the top? And what do you think the priest does at the bottom? They tell stories. Hmm. And they tell consistent stories as long the story has been very consistent in the Roman Catholic Church and that's the reason why it is the most powerful country on this earth. The Vatican is the sure, most yeah. powerful country. Crafted, the curated yeah. and committed. Yeah. They tell more they tell stories to spread the faith. 
and that you you know there is no organization larger than the roman catholic church at least not that i know of wonderful yeah, sam this is wonderful we're going to take a break and when we come back we are going to talk about uh, storytelling as a career choice excellent future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back to uh, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. This is Gaurav Rastogi and today I'm hosting Sam Swaminathan and we've been having a really interesting conversation about storytelling. Now Sam, in this uh, section, I want to really ask you this question. Now that computers are out there and machines are out there, AI and automation are taking away human jobs uh, in larger numbers, hum- humans must tell stories. Do you think it's time for storytelling to emerge as a valid and credible career choice for uh, for humans? That's an interesting question. I mean, I've often pondered over it. You know, while as executives, people do tell stories, storytelling as a full-time vocation may not be sustainable at this point in time in the corporate evolution. I think, you know, corporate, corporations and society needs to evolve more mm-hmm. before that can become. There was a time, Narad Muniji's time, when storytelling was a full-time profession. Yeah, bards and balladeers. Yeah, yes. but today, I don't think that in the corporate world we are ready as yet. 
Having said that, we must not forget that storytelling is a very valuable skill, not only for the corporation as a whole, it is necessary for each and every one of us to carry out our own responsibilities at work, at home, and even more importantly, Gaurav, in the community. We, there, I think, I really believe we need storytelling in all those areas, not as a full-time vocation, but as one of the, you know, arrows in our quiver. And, you know, we must have a good storytelling arrow in our quiver to be able to use when it's required. And, you know, you raised the point of AI and, you know, it's really a knowledge world we live in because of the search engines that are abundantly available today. Everyone is a knowledge worker. I mean, you take anyone, the barista who is producing coffee mm -hmm. in um, Starbucks, he or she is a knowledge worker. Everyone is a knowledge worker and we are all gluttons for information. And the access to it makes us all knowledge workers. So think what a knowledge worker does for a moment, uh, Gaurav. Mm. We take decisions in our heads. Mm -hmm. A knowledge worker's work actually is processed in the head. It is not processed through the hands like uh, you know, like a laborer, someone who is digging uh, the ground. Because of this, the decision making in our heads, we have to remember, is driven by the heart. Mm. It is the heart that determines how well the head will work. Worse, for today's managers, you manager cannot see what the knowledge worker is doing. Mm -hmm. He or she can only figure out after the work is done mm -hmm. and when the impact of that work comes out, he says, oh my God, she did a fantastic job or she did a terrible job. Mm -hmm. You cannot and therefore, you know, controlling this is very, very difficult. Uh, we talked about the emotional brain, Gaurav. Yeah, in fact, uh, I was going to ask you something interesting. We talked about just Bezos. But we also talked about automation and this uh, the influence of computers. Here's an interesting quote I saw a, a few weeks ago. Jeff Bezos says that <clears throat> this is when listening to customer complaints. The thing that I have noticed is that when the anecdotes and the data disagree, the story and the data disagree, the anecdotes are usually right. Always. Yeah? yeah. There's something wrong with the way you're measuring it. So it turns out, you know, people say, in God we trust, everyone else must bring, bring data. But the stories tell us if the data is right. It's not the other way around. It's very true. You know, and how people who don't want to believe it combat it, they're saying the story may not be true. Mm -hmm. And well, you have to figure out how to determine the truth of a story. And this is the point, you know, the stories actually tell you the truth as long as it's a true story. Sure. It's not a false story and they will always be both. You know, facts can be interpreted in any way. Sure. But a story, an actual event cannot be interpreted. If a guy is dead, he's dead. Mm -hmm. You cannot interpret it that, you know, he's little. It is like pregnancy. Sure. You're either pregnant or not pregnant. You cannot <laughs> be little pregnant. Yeah. So that is the power of stories, the power of true stories. Sure. And that is how we must use stories. So, you know, we have to use very effectively how to tell stories and that is really you know the challenges as a career choice if you you have to engage in storytelling like it or not particularly if you are managing uh, you know work that is done by more than one person storytelling will become very important because you have to interact with other people you know so you have to have a repertoire of great stories hmm. you must be able to pull a story out of your hat when it is required not that i can let me google it and find out you so must you, you must Collect and curate uh, them in yeah, your head. Absolutely. And then figure out the context. In which context can you use which story? And there lies the ability of people. It will come with practice. It, you know, it, and it will, you know, 
you need to enrich your library of stories as your responsibilities increase in life so you're saying storytelling as a job title may not be there but make no mistakes every job as you go up the ladder is a storytelling more job. and more and more storytelling in fact you know um, as, 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 as digital technologies overtake us and mm. digital technologies are you know overwhelming us you will find more and more that you know all this data fact and this mundane task can be done by somebody else uh -huh. maybe a robo maybe you know some artificially intelligent machine mm -hmm. uh, a machine that can learn and then what are people going to do well they have to do what computers can't do what ai can't do what knowledge engines can't do and they can't emote mm -hmm. and emotion and stories are inseparable mm -hmm. it's like heart and soul and that's the reason why you may not make it as a career but boy oh boy 60 to 70% of your time as a knowledge worker you will engage in stories either yeah. listening or telling that's interesting that as you rise up the career ladder and more and more so you're saying your 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 repertoire and finesse in storytelling must increase but i see a problem there it's not something we're taught to do and as we grow in our careers we feel that we must become more stern more robot like in our uh, in our outlook uh isn't that a problem big problem uh, you know this is where our education has you know sort of uh, drifted away from mm -hmm. the actual need of the hour you know it is like saying you know you got a you got a patient you know the hospital the surgical bed or the operation theater the six specialists are working on the patient hmm. somebody on the brain somebody on the heart somebody on the kidney every guy says i am i'm successful i've done my job the patient is dead <laughs> what's the point we've all individually done everything uh, and we've successfully it doesn't help because you have to bring everything together again culture glue bringing everything together you need stories again nothing else can bring things together remember that we are becoming more and more diverse never mind uh, all these things about you know we, you know we, we need to protect ourselves you cannot build barriers you cannot grow by building walls you can only grow by breaking walls and therefore this more diversity more mix will take place in the corporate world in the community in every surroundings around us hmm. and we have to learn that storytelling that one arrow from our quiver can be a very powerful arrow to cut through these differences now um I, you know we're seeing the rise of these strong man leaders all over the world and not just here in the US but everywhere else i've noticed that uh, much as we may like or not like them they're all very effective storytellers they do i mean um, you know some tell all sort of false stories and get away with it <laughs> so it is true but they're telling stories but yeah that's the thing they, they have mastered yeah. it for evil purposes yeah, perhaps yeah. but they're actually yeah. good at it whereas uh, you know candidates that appear crafted or crafty but not genuine uh, they 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 don't win people's hearts over because there's no truth to the story that they're yeah, telling yeah but this is also kal chakra you know this is a time will come when you know these things will be a bit on the ascending sure. and you know good will seem to be on the descending but i am a believer that good always prevails over not so good mm. uh, good will prevail over evil and there are moments of despair that will hit us it is also a way in which we are tested how, 
you know how do you how do you strengthen um, uh, um, you know um, uh, iron molten iron you know by putting it in in a hot surrounding by you know, completely melting it and then you anneal it mm-hmm. so this is like you know baptism by fire sure you learn these these experiences strengthen society they do not weaken societies today the strong men who are coming around you got hungary you got korea you got united states of america you know all these countries you know maybe italy spain we don't know these are all to remind us that there is a better world sure. many of us have probably forgotten it so you know this is the way nature is probably telling us it's like forest fires you know you raise it to the earth and then new crop hey, comes yeah. up maybe should... that's what it is i don't know that's and that's another interesting storyline um how in the next section i'd like to ask you how do people learn this art of storytelling because it it I seems that we are not taught that and uh, there's only so many hollywood movies you can watch <laughs> so we'll come back after the break sure. and we'll explore uh, learning storytelling and also we'll talk about uh, the shape of stories to come sure of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. This is Gaurav Rastogi and today we're talking to Sam Swaminathan about storytelling. 
when we left at the break, we were thinking about how, as you grow up the career ladder, the the degree to which you need to be good at storytelling and your repertoire of well-told story must continue to increase. And as a societal leader, business leader, education leader, any sort of leadership role is really about the power of moving other people through your storytelling. That's very impressive. But how do you learn that? How do you acquire those skills? Uh, good, good question. So, you know, it was only in 2003 that Harvard Business Review first carried this article called The Power of Storytelling. Uh, and I found that you know, quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, several years after I had created a card reading storyteller. So, uh, storytelling as a powerful tool is beginning to be understood and accepted uh, by many. Uh, perhaps we need more. Again, you know, companies like IDEO are really doing a fantastic job of making sure that more people understand the power of storytelling. But basically, uh, Gaurav, corporations need to identify what I call apostles. Hmm. Just like the Roman Catholic Church had identified a whole lot of apostles, I'm sure the Hindu Dharma, the Muslim, every faith has had its own series of apostles who really are the carriers of the stories. Mm -hmm. We corporations need to build apostles. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it's a little bit of chicken and egg, you know, do you guys do you learn the storytelling while in school or do you go to a corporation? The corporation has, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Either way, we have to have apostles. We must have apostles who can tell the stories. The apostles must be people who know the story very well. First mm -hmm. of all, they must know the corporate story like the back of their hands. And then they must be eloquent storytellers. Mm -hmm. So, regardless of whether one has the skill or one doesn't have the skill, it can be learned. It is an acquired skill. It is not something that, you know, only some people can have. Really? Yeah. Huh. Any and everyone uh, can. You know, I'm reminded of, of, of uh, something when you say, when you ask the question, really, or, you know, it was Edward de Bono, you know, the father of lateral thinking who said, you know, if you, you know, you're walking on the street and suddenly you give, somebody gives you a pair of roller skates, you know, and asks you to use them. Yeah, you might stumble and fall. But if there are five of you and all five of you are given roller skates and taught a little bit how to use the roller skate, all five of you will cover distance faster. Mm. Some may cover faster than others, but all will cover faster than they did before. Sure. Everyone can improve. Everyone can. So this storytelling like thinking is a skill that can be acquired. No matter how good or bad you are today, you can get better tomorrow. So that is something that we need to understand. Now, Schools may not start storytelling as a course, well, I suggest they should. Now you see ideas running storytelling program, full-fledged sure. storytelling uh, lessons they are giving you. So maybe, you know, it will get institutionalized very soon uh, because, you know, a company like IDEO, when they get involved, everyone listens to them. So you have to in incorporate it in either in programs in universities or Right, maybe in school. And in schools, maybe they do it, you know, they give you elocution, debating, and all, all that is part of learning to tell a story anyway. But once you get into the corporate world, I really think that, you know, these apostles, you need to identify some of these apostles and help them learn how to tell stories. Hmm. That is very important, you know. And there is, there are some basic, uh, 
steps that need to be taken to tell stories and if we can follow some of those tenets i think we can do a fairly good job uh, keep the story simple for instance you know do not have a complex theme if there is a complex theme break it down into multiple stories mm-hmm. so that each story create sends one um, sends one or two uh, messages uh, and not more sometimes we get you know excited mm-hmm. and I, and I am to blame. Recently, I sent a video of mine to my son, mm-hmm. and he sent it back saying, "Dad, there are too many concepts in it. Can you please simplify it?" Sure. And, and I and I got the message. You know, I said, "Oh yeah, you know, what he's saying is right," because he he listed the number of concepts. He said there are eleven concepts in this. <laughs> I mean, you're going to blow somebody's mind off. No, please bring it That's down. Someone whose sons are are consultants. Yeah, <laughs> and, and who probably tell stories every day in their own life, so they know better than me. You know what? what so keep it simple. Sure. Uh, and, and even uh, what I, even a storyteller like me, you know, I've told. Even I think I am guilty of not keeping it simple mm-hmm. enough. So we should learn to keep it simple. The second critical thing in a story it must be credible. Mm. it must be baked in truth it cannot be baked in some myth mm-hmm. it cannot be baked in something that is completely untrue mm-hmm. it has to be true from you know you, you might migrate a little bit from the truth mm-hmm. but it has to be very very minor migration only to add uh, uh, um, 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 you know pizzazz um, um, mm-hmm. to the story not mm-hmm. to change the story mm-hmm. so credibility is absolutely must and there must be a protagonist mm. and an antagonist in every story because the when you place a protagonist and an antagonist together then you bring in emotion quite naturally because you support the protagonist and you are you know getting angry with the antagonist sure. so your emotions begin to bubble and that is very so it's a very simple way of you know charging your emotional battery is to introduce a protagonist and an antagonist in the story mm-hmm. like the story about my uh, company name i told you mm-hmm. uh, the, the the antagonist was the clerk down below sure. who uh, and the protagonist was myself you know i am feeling you know devastated that you know so the audience is more you know interested in my welfare mm-hmm. rather than the clerk's welfare sure. so then there's a little more hey what happened next so this creation of a the emotional bond comes by introducing a protagonist and an antagonist and mm-hmm. we must smartly uh, do that as i said before in order to be learn learn how to tell it gather stories gather stories embrace stories that you need to read you need to watch you need to observe so for that you require a fundamental vitamin in your system or two fundamental vitamins curiosity vitamin c and humility vitamin h curiosity says hey why is it like this and humility says i don't know so tell me some people say why is it like this i don't want to know mm. no you need vitamin c mm. and vitamin h mm. then you will gather stories you will you naturally get stories will start migrating towards you because you know you know god if you are a good listener i will tell, speak i'll talk mm. more it's very simple sure. so there are good so be a good listener mm. every storyteller must be a world class listener because the moment you are a world class listener you will gather more stories hmm. 
once you gather them try to cluster them now you could do that in your brain or you could do that on pen and paper where you you know list okay these stories uh, are good for development these stories are good for problem solving these stories are, are are good for you know dealing with ambiguity so you can do some classification of stories to say you know what is the real essence of the story where is it most powerful mm-hmm. of course the same story can have effect on more than one uh, issue you are addressing but it is good to have this now some of us can do it with our own brains by you know categorizing these stories in our brain and pulling the right story at the right time mm-hmm. but until you get that uh, capability it's not a bad idea to you know keep a record of stories and say this story is you know nice good for you know when you're feeling down and under this story is very good for you know encouraging someone who that kind of uh, clustering is very very important before telling a story set the tone it's very very again you know this is these are the you know what is a rituals the rituals are very you know you know what rituals are as sure. hindus we you know we are involved in a lot of rituals ritual they may seem silly and you know out of place or meaning they have meaning we have to discover those meanings you know our ancestors were not such stupid people they were brilliant but we have lost and f- unfortunately they also not conveyed it properly to us mm. as to what the rituals are all about and they have you know sort of handed it down to us and thou shall do it which immediately makes you say what the hell mm. so create the environment you know set the tone comes from rituals you know uh, uh, now mindfulness and all have come back you know what is mindfulness is a ritual Sure. It's setting your mind at peace. You're, mm-hmm. you're a yogi. You know better than I do mm-hmm. uh, how important that is. Because if your mind is calm, it will receive better. Mm-hmm. If your mind is not calm, no one. It's simple as that. If you're not hungry, you want to enjoy food. So create the climate. You know, set the tone. Establish rapport. This establishing rapport can be broken down into three simple things. Uh, one is know yourself. Mm. Secondly, know your story. Third, know your audience. Know yourself. Know your story. Know your audience. Know yourself means be absolutely sure that you know you can communicate that story credibly. You can communicate that story in a way that will be received positively. Mm-hmm. then know the story itself, the content, be absolutely, you know, when was it, which year was it, you know, when did it happen, who all those facts have them with you. Mm. and then know the audience you know what is the audience looking for don't ever go to a storyteller say this is my solution where is your problem yeah tell me how yeah. no say so this where is your problem let me discover a solution so that is establishing rapport and last but not the least do some bridging connect the old with the new so start with something that is already known to the audience you know take them from what is known to the unknown Mm-hmm. because then the journey is smooth if you suddenly yank someone from one phase to another phase you may lose many in the audience so try to bridge you know it's like previous knowledge you know check sure. previous no- in training we do that no sure. similarly elicit some of the knowledge from your base from your audience and then build upon that and then slowly launch your story so that becomes a bridging exercise so if we do these things you can construct a story very well you know the the story will be robust and hopefully you know you can deliver it well fantastic so today we've uh, we've i've learned a lot certainly thank you very much sam my pleasure uh storytelling is um 
is increasingly and uh, and rightly so becoming more relevant to companies and as people grow into leadership roles this is an as a, this is a skill everyone should pay close attention to yes so thank you very much for sharing and uh, this is Gaurav Rastogi and you've been with uh, you've been listening to global business with Mahesh Joshi